Hey, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. I, I sorry, I wasn't ready to be singing. You caught me off guard there. I was like, uh, hey, Maureen. But <laughs> <laughs> I got there though. I got I got to the music. That's what matters. Needed. Well, let's say this. Hey, USA listeners, eighteen and older. Oh. Make sure you register to vote. Yeah, if you haven't already been bombarded from, like, every single social media platform that you've ever used, and you thought you could get away on this podcast about fictional cats in England, <laughs> you were wrong. You should be registered to vote. You were wrong. Um, you can do it online now in most states, so just click on, yeah. find the real places you can legally do it online, because, you know, there's fake stuff everywhere. And uh, register to vote and vote by mail if you're able to. And don't be like me, who's 25 years of age and like already missed that deadline. Oh, I think I did. I, am... I don't know. I just decided every everyone like I'm I'm a registered uh, voter and like every party has been like, hey, you voting? And I'm like, yeah. They're like by mail. I'm like, no, I keep forgetting. But I know who I'm voting for. Stop texting me. And they're like, thanks so much for your support. And I'm like. Oh, yeah. Well, everybody that's texting me is asking me who I'm voting for in Wisconsin, and I'm like, I don't live there anymore. Please take me off your list. And I'm like, yes, I've already, in some cases when they call me, I'm like, yes, I voted. Yes, I'm not there, though. So, so please don't I support you for, for real, that. but... Don't count it for that Yeah, state. someone call for a survey because of my number, and I'm like, are you going for Wisconsin? Because I ain't there. <laughs> well, someone keeps calling me and asking for my mom, but they're calling my number, and I'm like, um, I'm an adult woman, but I just keep saying that I don't know my mom. <laughs> they're just like, hey, does, uh, does my mom's first name live here? And she doesn't even go by her full, full first name, and I'm like, no. I'm like, oh, do you know her? I'm like, no, I don't. And they're like, oh. Did you? I'm like, I just, I'm your... just, I don't even know who it is. And I can also keep getting spam calls about my car, which used to be my mom's car. And like, I'm like, no, 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 it's, it can't actually be that. Cause they would be. Was your, was your number, did it used to be your mom's number? No. Okay. See, cause my phone number used to be my dad's number. So sometimes I get people calling for his business and I just go, sorry, this is the wrong number. And that's about it. Yeah, because I mean, it's been people like 12 call for years. me. Some people call for me, and I just pretend I don't know who Brenna is. Uh, especially if I know it's like they're like, "Hey, do you own like a car I've never seen before?" And I'm like, "I've never seen a car." I actually have a horse and buggy, um, but I do own that car. So unless you're trying to sell me horse insurance, yeah. Um, bye bye. They're like, "Oh, so you own a Cadillac, like a 1950s Cadillac?" I'm like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Oh, that's fantastic." So are you interested? I'm like, "No." Like, is this Brenna? And I'm like, no, it's not. It's Tinkerton. <laughs> no, I'm... Different number. <laughs> Try again. Beep. And then I hang up. And I like to, like, lead them on a little adventure. Um, I kind of yeah. feel like it's like a like a love story that they're like, is this Brenna? I've been, I've been looking for you for many moons now. I want to sell you fake insurance. And I'm like, well... My mother likes to mess with telemarketers. And then one time a lady called her something that was really bad that I so bad i can't say on this podcast can you tell me though i'll cut it out oh that is bad guys i can't repeat <laughs> what she said but i can let you know that that is actually that's a, that's also a weird thing for an american that's not like an american swear i think this was i think this was probably one of those um the woman had an indian accent so they might have been from britain yeah i know like most like we're like spoke secondary the, spoke the when Queen's people learn English. secondary English, it's usually they're learning like British English. But like, yeah. But that's still like a weird thing to call someone because I think even when it's used in Britain, that's not how they use it. Like the first part, yes. Second part, almost. But they lost. They, they were I, missing some parts. Should I say a friendly version of it? No, I want to leave everyone in in. I want to, you know, I feel like everything that they are thinking right now is probably worse probably. than whatever it actually was. But now, now that's sometimes just what we call my mom. <laughs> you should not call your mother that. <laughs> oh, but we do. Because I'm Ember Heart. I'm Tangle Tongue. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? Mm-hmm.
That was such a bad intro. I'm always going to be like, we hate this podcast. All they do is say swears, cut them out, and then talk about the swears for two minutes. Oh, yeah. And also, we were serious. Register to vote if you're uh, of the age of 18 and in the U.S. Uh, also, make sure to research your local election, uh, elections and, and figure oh, out yeah, who Oh, yeah, don't forget, ballot. local stuff is just as important as the big presidential stuff. Uh, yeah, it's, like, the presidential stuff is very important, but the local elections uh sometimes even more important with the direct effect that they can have on your life. Um, yeah, and, you know, a lot of um, websites will do, you know, breakdown, they, like, yeah, you, all you what need are to they do for, is, like, type what are they in... against... Yeah, you just type in your, like, uh, I was going to say social security number. Don't type that in. Type in your zip code, <laughs> and Jesus it will give Christ. you, like, a breakdown of all the constituents, and they, they'll they'll break down the issues and, like, what that where that person stands, and, and then if you want to do further research on that person, then you have if, all If you want to do, and if you want to look at your real local stuff, like, what's Fire District 2 looking to do? What's their levy gonna go towards? Maybe uh, check if you have a local newspaper. Um, I know ours does, like, a, uh, a voter's guide, and I bet a lot of others do, too, and it's free. And that'll go into the local issues. And All right. Do you know, remember what happened last time? Yeah, so um, we didn't take any time to mourn um, because cats were falling into rivers, but that's okay. We fished them out real quick, like, and Clover's like, hey, whoa, I'm, like, super cool and strong. I think I'm gonna be a warrior now. And Sandstorm was like, yes! <laughs> and, um, yeah. but then, before we could, like, even slightly recover from, like, that traumatic thing, uh, uh, oh, crap, what's his name? It's the guy, the one guy who had a warrior cat name who was definitely not a warrior cat. Rainfur. Yeah, Rainfur showed up and was like, I have children and a wife, and they're being, like, literally abused. Um, like, actual, I probably, I don't know, I guess since a lot of people have read the books, I don't need to put a, like, a content warning for, like, allusions to animal abuse, but, like, it was very heavily alluded to. Like, I, I, I actually, I know I'm, I'm getting off topic, but I didn't talk about this last time because it was, like, so overwhelming, but I'm actually... A little surprised and actually happy that they um, talked about a kitty pet in a situation where there was animal abuse. Like, I didn't think that this... I guess I shouldn't be surprised that this series went there. But I did appreciate that it did touch on the fact that there is the unfortunate reality that some animals live in situations that are not good. Um, in, like... Ten- in like 10 or 15 years when we get to uh the most recent book that came out um Uh they they do one that is much more horrific than this but with also showing sympathy to like the owner because she's like sick and can't take care of herself Mm. and like she needs help too and i just the way i did it i liked it because it was like because like these some... cats are obviously all in a really bad situation, but also this woman needs a lot of help too. Right, because there are situations like with neglect comes from like the previous owner has fallen ill or they've had to yes. abandon their animal. Like there's situations that are sometimes out of their control, like in natural disasters. But this situation, it's pretty cut and dry that this person, this owner, is just a neglectful piece of crap, and like yes, it, it sucks that um that she i i'm blanking on but anyway her name is petal yeah petal petals in the situation she's like already neglected then she had kits which is like scary that she didn't she didn't like die <laughs> um uh but she's had the kits and yeah rainfur's like hey guys can you help and firestar's like this is a wonderful opportunity for a quiz and Rafer's <laughs> like uh, I don't think so I'm actually help asking you guys desperately for help because I don't Please have any save friends. my wife and children <laughs> and I uh, you guys seem to like really be about community so I thought you would be a great choice and then everyone like turned and then uh, Scratch was just like what's his full warrior name now Sharp Claw. Oh God, how am I remembering every name except for his real name? Sharp Claw was like, I, I think this is a trap, and everyone's like, Oh God, yeah, this could be a trap. And first, I was like, No, 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 you guys don't know. Um, no matter what it could be, and someday this may be what causes me to die. You help kids, 
Mm-hmm. And you so, help kittens. You help kittens. And so they went to this place, and they are... They made a plan. They, they made a plan, and we're about to see some cats uh, get into a fight. And then <laughs> we're going to rescue Petal and the kits that have not been named. So that's literally... We're, we're right there. Like, that's exactly where we stop. All right. Well, Petal's ready. Okay. So, Firestar jumped back down, <laughs> and once Rainford joined them, Firestar waved his tail to signal to Sharpclaw and Patchfoot. I like to imagine, they, like, um, you would wave your tail in a regular way, but I, so I like to imagine he just kind of, like, whipping it around really fast, because he'd have to be like, they're like, how do we know it's not just, like, a regular, like, flick of your tail? And he's like, you'll know. Like will we? And then we're like, they're like, oh no. yeah, we can tell. That's just absolutely obnoxious. So they immediately start making a huge racket, rolling over together in the grass. They're yowling and hissing, growing louder and louder. And Firestar hears an angry two-leg voice inside the house. The door flies open, and he has something clutched in each hand. He flings oh. something at the battling cats, which sailed over their heads and into the bushes. This guy's such a tool. What did he throw at them? I'm like really scared. What was it? I don't know. Probably like a pan or a phone. Oh, I thought it was, like, a bucket of, like, water, but I thought you were about to tell me he's, like, threw, like, oil, like, hot oil on no. these cats. And I was like... No. Okay, so he just threw, like, objects at them. Yeah, like, maybe a phone book. Yeah, okay. They might have had no. those, like, in the past. It's I a webs- have one next to my door right now. Have you used it? Well, no, but they still give it to me, which is why if I had to throw something at something outdoors, I'd go for the phone book. You'd throw the Webster's it's right there. Dictionary. I think he threw a boot. Maybe a boot? Yeah. Now, Firestar yelled. So Firestar leads them in, recoiling at the scent of rotting two-leg food that met them inside. Rainford motioned to a door, this way. And Firestar hears a thump outside and a louder screech. And he prays that nothing hit one of his warriors. It did. They definitely just got hit by a boot and were like, oh god, when do we stop? They didn't, it was a signal to stop. Beyond the door was a small, dark den. Petal is crouched over a wooden nest beside the wall. A gray kit and a pale tabby squirmed and mewed helplessly. There were empty bowls beside the nest. Poor little scraps, Leaf Dapple exclaims, nosing gently over the two kits. Petal asks if they're sure it's safe. Her two leg will see them. Yeah, it's super not safe, but we're gonna uh, do it anyway. That's kind of the warrior way. Well, Rainford says that her two leg has other things to worry about, so come on. <laughs> Petal grips one of the kits and heads for the door, staggering slightly. Firestar tells her to give him the kit. Leaf Dapple, you take the other. Rainford, help Petal. So once he had a firm grip on the kit, he sing- signaled for the others to follow him outside. As they slipped out of the room, the two legs stood there, yowling and waving his arms. <laughs> Firestar glances <laughs> Firestar glances at Leaf Dapple, and the two of them split apart, dodging past the two leg on either side. A huge hand swooped down on Firestar, but before it could grab him, Rainfur flung himself at it, slashing oh. the hands with his claws. Ow, can we, can you even imagine? Yeah. Ow. Just like full on being like, nope, no, no holding back. That would hurt a lot. Well, the two leg let out a screech of pain. And over his shoulder, he totally deserves it though. Like, I don't care. It happened to this person, so. Petal is raking her claws down the two legs hind leg. (sighs) Yeah, go Petal. Firestar makes it out of the house and into the garden. He sets down the kit and signals for Leaf Dapple to join the others in the bushes and gets ready to join the fight. But Rainfur and Petal are already fleeing from the nest, so Firestar snatches up the kit and rakes for the fence where Sharpclaw is waiting. Run! He shoves Petal and Rainfur through to Leaf Dapple. The two leg is lumbering across the garden towards them. Sharpclaw hisses at Firestar to get a move on. Firestar slips through the gap and Sharpclaw follows. The patrol flees through the woods, the two leg shouts dying away behind them. They didn't stop until they crossed the Sky Clan scent markers near the top of the cliff. (laughs) (sighs) 
the cats all stop to catch their breath. That was so chaotic. It was such a Firestar <laughs> plan. It's like, yeah, we planned uh, about half of that. Less than that. We yep. planned about one-fourth of that. And the rest was just kind of chaos and claws. Yeah, they kind of planned out how to get in and then just, like... Mm. No plan on getting out, but also, like, when it's that situation, how can you plan to get out? You just gotta go for it. Yeah. And they did. And they made it. And it worked, because... It would have been absolutely awful. I, like, for one horrific moment, I, like, just kind of went quiet because I was like, he's just going to grab one of those kids with me. He's just going to grab one and scoop them up, and that's going to be it, and we're going to have to deal with that. But no, we're all good. <sighs> we're all here. We're, we're all here. Let's, what are these kids named? I need to know the baby names. Petal is leaning heavily on Wayne for a shoulder. Oh my god, I just want to feed this baby. Her kits as soon as Firestar and Leaf Dapple set them down. What if my two-leg comes after us, Petal asked anxiously, well, when just, he tries to steal her kids back? You might have ripped his, like, literal artery on the back of his leg, um, so he may never walk again. <laughs> we'll stop him, Rainfur promises, pressing his muzzle into her shoulder. Mm-hmm. We? Firestar thinks, but says nothing. Maybe Rainfur is beginning to appreciate the support he could expect from a clan? Hmm? Hmm? See, see the benefits there, chap? <laughs> Maybe? Petal sank down and covered her kits with comforting licks. The kits burrow into her belly, mewing in distress as they tried to suckle. I haven't enough milk for them. Petal's eyes were filled with grief as she looked up at Firestar. They're going to die. Oh. No, they're not, Firestar assures her. We'll take them back to our camp and look after them. He knows Clovertail still had milk, and she wouldn't refuse to help these pitiful scraps. Right. Hope glimmers in Petal's eyes. Will they really? Oh, thank you. Leafdapple brushes gently against her pelt and tells her that she doesn't have to worry anymore. I forgot we didn't bring Clover along. Yeah, no, we didn't bring Clover. Just a small mission. Yeah. In out. And she just, when they she just started camp, being a kind of a warrior so it makes sense yeah but when they reached the camp sandstorm and the others were returning from a training session cherry paw and sparrow paw bounded up eagerly to see the kits and clovertail's kids were hard on their paws you did it cherry paw says she wishes she had been there to help sharp claw twitches his whiskers in satisfaction it wasn't hard she should have seen that stupid, stu- that stupid, that stupid two-leg blundering about. Yeah, that guy dumb. Sandstorm gives each kid a gentle sniff. Her tail lashed furiously. She asks why the two-leg wanted kitty pets if he was just gonna treat them like this. yeah, that's like that's the question everyone asks whenever like cats are put in that situation. Yeah. Well, Petal says it wasn't so bad before the kids came. She could go out and catch mice. But once they were born, the two legs blocked the window. What? Clovertail touches her nose and tells her that she doesn't have to explain. Yeah. She tells her to bring them up to the nursery and she'll feed them. Clovertail gives her own kits a hard stare and tells them to stay there and let these kits sleep in peace. Co-parenting. And don't get into any mischief. Yeah, you guys can't hang out with the starving kids yet what us rock kid asks eyes wide cherry paw tells her not to worry sparrow paw and her will keep an eye on them and she tells them to come and they'll teach them the hunter's crouch so cherry paw leads them excitedly up to the training area we're not the littlest anymore tiny kit says so we're uh-huh. we're, we're letting these guys stay here rainfur you're cool with that? Are you going to be a distant dad and, like, not join in and just be like, I guess I'll just check we'll have in. to see. Ooh. Clovertail led the way up to the nursery. Firestar and Leafdapple laid the kits next to her belly, and within a heartbeat, they were suckling eagerly. Petal gazed at them as if she couldn't believe it. I can't thank you enough, she whispered. She staggers, and Leafdapple helps her lie down next to Clovertail and her kits. They're beautiful kits, Clovertail. What are their names? Petal tells her that the gray one is Mint, 
in the pale tabby is Sage. Oh my god, they're named after spices. Well, she explains that she used to look through the window at the herbs in the tomb. They're the garden. Spice Girls. <laughs> I think one of them's a boy. They're the Spice Kids. I think I want to say Sage is the bull. I'm, don't quote me on that. They're the Spice Girls until we know their gender. Okay. Spice Kids. Spice Kids. Leaf Dapple says she'll fetch some fresh kill, and Firestar bids the queens farewell and follows her. Yeah, out. Clover, take notes. If you have kids again, that's how you do a themed name group. Her name's Petal, and so she named her kids two names that are related but different. You don't have to hit all, every single, like, grammatical version <laughs> of names. Until they get their warrior names, because they have some pretty dope warrior names. Ooh. Sandstorm is waiting for him. She says Petal needs something to help her regain her strength. Cinderpelt told her juniper berries for strength, but she doesn't know where to find them. They need a medicine cat. <laughs> Firestar says it's not for them to decide. Starclan will choose, but he hasn't had any signs. Well, Sandstorm says she wishes Starclan would get a move on. <laughs> Can't rush Starclan. They obviously they take Meanwhile. forever. <laughs> She'll, she's going to do what she can for Petal. Maybe Sharp Claw knows where some juniper grows. Oh. Wait, who knows? Sharp Claw? Uh, Maybe? In interesting. I mean, interesting. Interesting. Why? I think if Sharp Claw would beat the medicine cat, that'd be the whole most hilarious thing in the world. He might just know. He knows the area, so he probably knows where some plants are. But how hilarious would it be if he was the It'd medicine cat? It'd be pretty cat? good. It'd be pretty good. So Firestar joins Rainfur outside the warrior den. Rainfur asks if they'll be okay. Firestar says they'll be fine, and he super duper hopes that what he just said is true. Yeah. But he suggests he suggests Widesome can go and see. He will, if if no cat minds, he says, giving his chest fur a couple of embarrassed licks. He must feel pretty awkward about entering Sky Clan dens. Firestar says that they're welcome to stay as long as they want. Animals. Just like Rainford meets his gaze steadily. We stay Thanks, now. Thanks, Firestar. Or forever. Firestar interrupts him. They would have done the same for any cat. But Rainford wanted to apologize for what he said at the meeting, and he would like to stay with them. For a little while at least. Petal isn't strong enough to travel and the kits need Clovertail to feed them. But only if that's okay, he adds. Firestar tells him, of course, they'll be glad to have him. Yeah. yeah. Firestar feels a little yeah. uneasy as he welcomes Rainfur into the gorge. Because he's treating him as if he's Sky Clan leader, and he's not. He doesn't want to be. The sooner he could find the real leader, the better. Listen, that sort of thing might be pretty hard to do. You know something else that's also hard to do? Today's cat fact. Yeah? Yeah. Because today's All cat right. fact. Lay it on me. It's also a cat quote. Um, And rather than just a cat quote, it's actually a cat story. A quote by a cat? No. Oh, sorry. Uh, I mean, someday we could go through all the boy cats say meow in different languages, but... Uh, that would put a lot of my pronunciation on. Um, whew, it would be a test of the ages, folks. But today's saying, or cat quote, is belling the cat. Maureen, do you know what that means? I don't think I... Belling? Belling. Bell, with a B. Belling the cat. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard that. Really? Unless you mean, like, putting a bell on a cat. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, I don't think I've ever heard of it as belling the cat. It's just you put a bell on the cat. But do you know what it means? Uh, well, you put a bell on a cat so it can't sneak up and attack you because it's vicious. That's, yeah, that's part of it. Um, but the saying itself, belling the cat, the idiom, <laughs> means a difficult or impossible task. So it is really hard to do. Um, and the reason why it means that is uh, this uh, cat quote is actually more of a cat fable 
folks might know this story, but the story of Belling the Cat basically goes, um, there's a bunch of mice. The story is also known as the Council of Mice. A bunch of mice in a council are like, hey, this cat is like way too sneaky and keeps sneaking up on us. How can we stop it? And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll put a bell on the cat. They're like, oh my god, great idea, great idea. And they're like, yeah, this is an awesome idea. This is great. Who's gonna do it? And then all of them are like, oh, I actually... I have poker tonight. I broke my leg. I, uh, my leg is In broken. an hour? Yeah. <laughs> my, my wife is pregnant. Tonight. My mouse... <laughs> oven is broken i think i left the mouse oven on actually um so the moral lesson of this is that there's a difference between uh coming up with a good idea and coming up with a good plan um ah so firestar firestar could learn a lot from this um but where does the saying come from or this story specifically come from so it's often attributed to aesop um for those who don't know, Aesop, uh, or the writer of Aesop's Fables, is a Greek um, writer of, like, many different, like, moral tales. Um, but the thing about Aesop is he uh, was a Greek uh, philosopher writer, and he died around 561 BC. Um, and this story, Belling the Cat, only showed up around the Middle Ages. Um, so Ooh. there's actually a section of Aesop's fables that are known as the medieval contributions. So basically people were translating Aesop's fables and they're like, hey, I know some good stories. And they just attributed <laughs> them to Aesop so that they could be included, but they are known to not actually be written by Aesop or recorded by him. Mm. So it, it's, okay. it's actually pretty interesting um, that they're like, well, people aren't going to take this fable seriously unless we say it's by Aesop. So we'll just we'll write it down with his stories. <laughs> Um, was it originally was first kind of showed up around the 1200s. Uh, it also has a historical context, which I think is hilarious. Um, I found this story and it's basically, uh, this story kind of became famed after, uh, Archibald Douglas. He was the fifth Earl of Angus. Uh, if you're like me, right. you don't know what that is, but don't worry. You maybe not know him by that name. Because in 1482, uh, a bunch of nobles got together, much like the mice who made their council, and were like, uh-huh. hey, the king's favorite, Robert Cochran, he has to go. This guy has to get out of here. And we'll do that. We'll hang him. Let's just, let's do it. And then they looked around. They're like, okay, who's going to do it? Uh, in fact, one of them uh-huh. said, let me do my best at this. Tis well said, but wa dare bell the cat. And Archibald uh, Douglas was like, me, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and he did do it. He went and he hung Robert Cochran and deposed him. And All after right. that, after he successfully did that, he got a nickname. So from then on out until the day he died, he was known as Archie Bell the Cat. Oh, yeah. All right. So he went from he went from Archibald Douglas, fifth Earl of Angus um to archie bell the cat some would say a step down but i think it's not me (laughs) it's fantastic so um beautiful yeah that is where that saying came from and i'm i i actually knew the story i was familiar with the tale um i've never actually used the saying but we're kind of getting to the part of the idioms that i found where it kind of just like there isn't really a place where they came from. They just kind of exist, like fighting like cats and dogs, or cat and mouse chase, cat nap, where the the origin's so very obvious that there's not nobody is actually exploring the etymological history of it. Because um, okay, we've all seen a dog and a cat maybe get into a spat, or even a cat and a cat get in a spat. Cat naps, cats be sneezing, and on and so forth. Speaking of cat bells, I've heard that cats with bells can learn to hunt around them so they become extra, extra sneaky. I would not so be So maybe surprised. the kitty pets would all be the master hunters. Yeah, or they just rip them off in a show of that they are now loyal to the cat forest cult. Does Petal have a bell? I don't think so. It doesn't oh. mention her having a collar. That's okay. 
All right, so the sooner he could find the real leader, the better. Sharpclaw seemed like an obvious choice, but he looked a little too interested at the meeting about the nine lives. Every He's time, on this again. dude. Wouldn't, like... Well, that wasn't the right reason to want leadership, because those lives were easily not lost, if not treated with respect. But he could, like, just... But then he rem... But then he reminds himself that it's not his choice a true clan leader will be appointed by Star Clan. Yeah. And he looks to the sky as the sun sets, and it's too it's, it's still too early for the stars to show. He silently asks Sky Clan's warrior ancestors if they walk these skies. And if they're there, please show him the right cat to lead this clan. <laughs> I feel like I've been asking a lot, and I've been real polite about it, so maybe if like one or two of you could just give me a, a holler that'd be amazing just like or maybe just a whisper you know firestar is watching cherry paw and sharp claw train they wrestle on the sand and firestar tells cherry paw well done she learned that move well and cherry paw looks triumphantly over to her mentor and tells him that she'll beat him one day <clears throat> i hope you will sharp claw says my job will be done then. Firestar says that's enough battle training today, and he thinks Sharpclaw and Leaf Dapple should give their apprentices an assessment. Well, Cherry Paw asks, "What's an assessment?" And Firestar starts to explain, but is cut off by Sparrowpaw dashing down the gorge, yowling his name. Oh! Firestar finds him with his fur bristling and eyes wide with fear. Uh oh. Sparrowpaw says they've been attacked. Hatchfoot's hurt. No. What? Firestar tells him to show him. Everything's gone wrong. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you follow Sparrowpaw back down the gorge. Sharpclaw and Cherrypaw hard on his heels. When they round the rock pile, Shortwhisker and Sandstorm are dragging Patchfoot down the trail. His head hung limp, his tail dragged, and blood dripped from a wound in his shoulder. Oh my god, what? But he's alive. His chest is heaving with shallow, rapid breaths. He doesn't His eyes sound like it. Filled with pain and terror. That was like the worst, like, sort of description ever. It literally sounded like he was, like, super dead. Nope, he is still alive. Ugh. Well, Firestar turns to Sandstorm and asks what happened. Sandstorm tells Patchfoot not to worry. They'll fix him up good as new. I hope then so. Then she turns her attention to Firestar. They were attacked by rats outside the abandoned two-light barn. Short Whiskers says it's more rats than he's ever seen in his life. Icy claws prick Firestar's spine. He says he knew there was something wrong about that place. What? what Sandstorm says they fought him off, but two jumped Patchfoot. Firestar points out that she's wounded as well. Sandstorm says it's nothing. She'll see to it once she's done what she can do for Patchfoot. Where did you guys go? I have ans I have questions. It was near the abandoned two-leg barn. That was the place that Firestar was, like, really, like, skeeved at. Oh. And he decided to put it outside their territory. Oh! I actually had an idea about what might be the, like, evil force um, while yeah. I was editing last episode. I think it's kind of been disproven at this point. But I was like, what if it's, like, some awful kitty pet owner? Like, he just says, what if there's, like, a catnapper? Or, like, you know how, like, in a lot Ooh. of movies with animals, the bad guy is the dog catcher? What if there's a cat yeah. catcher? Uh -huh. Maybe that uh -huh. house isn't abandoned. Maybe it's, like, someone's cabin. Well, it's a barn. Maybe it's someone's barn. <laughs> Um, so more cats are gathering. Leaf Dapple comes down from the warrior's den. Petal and Rainfur, who had been playing with their kits, patted up and gazed at the wounded warrior anxiously. Petal asks if he'll die. Oh, Not all right. if I can help it, Sandstorm says. You know what, Petal? That's a solid question to ask. I, she's, she's very realistic. Mm-hmm. Well, Sandstorm tells Cherrypaw to go get her moss from the Whispering Cave and Sparrowpaw to go to the empty caves and get as many cobwebs as he can find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should, probably should have been collecting those by now. Firestar and Leaf Dapple carry Patchfoot to the lowest cave, which Skywatcher had told them was the medicine den. 
There was a large outer cave with scrapes in the floor, and a smaller, deeper cave beyond where the medicine cat would have slept. Sandstorm had found a few ancient crumbled leaves, and the scent of herbs seemed to hang in the air. Those were those were Mama's secret leaves. <laughs> yes. That good, good nip. Firestar asks Sandstorm if she thinks she can help him. Sandstorm's eyes are anxious. She doesn't know. She can stop the bleeding with cobwebs, but she's worried the wounds may get infected because the rats... You know, rats be nasty. Rats just yeah, kind of uh, Yeah, no, that's... They are. You ever seen Jacob's Ladder? Cinder? Don't. <laughs> Cinderpelt would use marigold or horsetail, but she doesn't know where they grow around here. I do. Petal had followed them. There's marigold in her two legs garden. Sandstorm asks if she can get some. Petal flattens her ears and trembles. How? How important is it? Very. Like Petal straightens probably up. More important then she'll than go fetch you've some. Ever done. He's like, oh god, that's very important. Oh no, you won't. Rayfur <laughs> says. He'll go. He knows where it is. He tells Petal to look after the kits. He'll be back soon. Rainford darts off. Firestar tells Petal that, you know, thanks for offering, but she shouldn't have to go back to that two-leg nest ever again. You know? Yeah. That was rough. Yeah, no, she shouldn't ever, Petal ever, ever have to go back there. Petal looks up guiltily. Sometimes she thinks she should have stayed with him. <laughs> she can't bear to even think about him. Firestar tells her that she doesn't have to. She's safe here. Petal dipped her head and left the den, calling to her kits. Firestar watches Sandstorm clean Patchfoot's wound before going back outside. He passes Cherry Paw as she enters with a huge bundle of moss. He's like, this is enough. The clan, okay, more. The rest of the clan was gathered around Short Whisker, listening to his account of the rat attack. He was telling them how rats poured out of the barn as thick as a river. You couldn't see the ground for rats. Firestar says, that's enough. He thinks the clan is shocked enough without having to hear, you know, these exaggerated stories. And he says he's dealt with rats before. They're nasty, but a strong patrol of cats can beat them. He tells Sharpclaw and Cherrypaw to come with him. They'll go check for themselves. Sharpclaw mutters to his apprentice. Isn't she glad she practiced those fighting moves? She responds with an enthusiastic wave of her tail, eyes gleaming with excitement. Firestar puts Leaf Dapple in charge of the camp while they're away, and he tells her that she should get all the kits in the nursery with Clovertail and guard the entrance. Sorry, it- Just in case. It wasn't Jacob's Ladder, it was Death Watch. Okay. It's- That's okay, well, I'll, I'll forgive you. Uh, basically, a guy, he, like, gets injured during, like, World War One or two, and then he gets eaten alive by rats. Yuck. It's really messed up. Sorry, I like horror movies. <laughs> Me too, it's okay. Leaf Dapple dips her head. Don't worry, Firestar, we'll be fine. Firestar makes her way so. towards the abandoned barn. Well, long before they reach it, he can smell rat. As they drew closer, the sense of a malevolent force, of cold eyes watching him from the shadows, swept over Firestar again. He shivered. Rats. That's what he had sensed downstream. Rats whose hatred of cats spilled out like a dark, poisonous river. Wait, the bad He's thing surprised. is rats? He's surprised at the strength of that hatred, how focused it is. But he, the rats he'd met before had been vicious, but not this purposeful and cunning. Didn't he describe, like, their eyes, like, as bigger than, like, little beady eyes of rats? No, he said beady eyes. Oh. Said he saw it. Maybe it's a rat king. Rat kings are scary. You know what that is, folks? Yeah, I think we've talked about it before. I think we have, because I was about to like talk about um, the Nutcracker Ballet again, and I've definitely talked about that already. Yeah. Anyway, rat kings are really messed up, and if it's a rat king they're going against, that is a level of cosmic horror I am not ready for this series to get into. <laughs> I think that would actually be a lot easier to get at, though, because they're a little, uh, tied up. Yeah, they're tied up, but, like, anywhere you go at them, there's a mouth. That's fair. There's no exposed, like, tail area. It's all mouths. Because they're 
you'd have to like hit them right in the center, but how can you? Because it's all mouths. Everything is quiet as they approach the fence around the barn. Except for the scent, there is no sign of rats. Sharpclaw is sniffing, sniffing farther along the fence and calls Firestar over. The ground is torn up by claws. The soil was still darkened by clots of blood. This must be where the attack happened. Just beyond was a gap in the fence, large enough for a cat to squeeze through. Firestar's paws freeze to the ground for a heartbeat, but he gives himself a shake. This is just a gang of rats. So yeah, so like, did, Nothing did, he they, can't cope did they all with. get like eaten by rats? Is that what you're telling me? Because this is like a level of horror I'm not ready to experience. Well, it's just it's just some rats, Brenna. He's got strong warriors backing him up. He can take anything. Sorry, I'm like I'm living through the 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 scene of Death Watch where the guy's eating being eaten by rats. I don't have to put a content warning on this episode. Or you just cut that bit out right there. Yeah, but I don't want anyone to Google it either. Both Jacob's Ladder and um, Death Watch are rated R, so don't watch them if you are not of age. Or if you're going to watch them, watch them with a parent or a someone of the proper age who can explain to you the really awful things you're watching. Alright. So Firestar asks Cherrypaw to follow him and Sharpclaw to keep a lookout behind. They slide through the gap and pad along the pavement towards the barn. There's no sign of movement. Firestar would like to think that Sandstorm's patrol frightened them off. Oh, God. If not for the overwhelming sensation of being watched. Sharpclaw asks if they're going inside, and Firestar says not if we don't have to. <laughs> These rats can do whatever they want on their territory. So they'll just take a look around outside and then he broke off every hair on his pelt rising in horror with a patter of tiny paws rats began this pouring is... out of one of the holes in the barn oh this is freaky this is worse than snakes remember when i thought it would be snakes i feel like i'd be like haha because snakes like... I, I, reptiles don't bother me, but rats kind of give me heebie-jeebies. Like, I don't have a problem with mice, but I have a little bit of problem with rats because they can get really big. More rats than he'd seen in his life. More than he could ever imagine living in one barn. Oh, no. Firestar whips around. More are emerging from another hole. Two streams of rats flowed around the three cats. A whispering torrent of brown bodies. Ah, uh, I don't like this. None of them squeaked, just the small, terrible sound of their scampering feet as they moved steadily and purposefully into position. Why are they- what? What? They're- 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 They're organized? No, this is scary! I don't like organized rat crimes! <laughs> they were surrounded. What? An unbroken wall of rats stood a tail length from them. It's the opposite of a rat king! It's a rat quarry! Their tiny, glittering eyes were filled with malice. Why do these rats hate these cats so much? I mean, I, I know. Like, I get it. Their, their <laughs> prey moved. Their prey turned predator. But, like, this is a lot. I, I kind of wish it wasn't, like, a giant snake. I'm freaked out. Firestar realizes Short Whisker wasn't exaggerating. Imagine just really this. You can't see the ground for rats. Imagine you. Oh god, I don't like. Imagine you're like a smaller version of yourself, like you and you're like five. I don't know why that's necessary, but it's necessary for this imagery. That's really upsetting me. And then you're just surrounded by rats. I would probably. I just, I just die. I like, I can't think of any why. Like, I could run, but like they bite me. <laughs> Yeah, like, honestly, like, I'm fine with rats, but, like, I don't want them after me. And I don't want to, like... I think that can be said like, about most things. And I feel like if I would be, like, forced to, like, I'd, like fight back, I'd feel really bad, like, like kicking. Like, that's the one thing I could think of what I would I do in this situation, is just kick at them. But it's like, uh... I guess if they're, like... There's definitely been it's something there... potentially rat-sized in my wall. Oh yeah, I mean, I live in I live in the woods and like 
we always have something scrabbling around. If not in the wall, we have I have a well window like right by my bed. And last night yeah. I heard something like scratching like and Jinx was like so interested in the nope. window. And I was like, "Oh my god." And so I had to look cuz we have like little um pieces of wood that hopefully an animal can climb out of cuz like I've had you've seen the photos of the straight up uh two raccoons that were like, "Oh hey." <laughs> We fell in. Can you help us? And I was like, what are you doing here? Um, but it ended up just being a really big beetle. I, it wasn't a June bug because it wasn't as like round and dumb looking. It was like just a huge beetle. God, I hate June bugs. All right. So you cannot see the ground because there are so many rats. God, God, this is not making it easy. I just want to go ahead talking about our cats. Sharpclaw had dropped into a couch. A couch? A crouch. <laughs> She was like, I'm out. I'm going to materialize a whole Sharp couch. Sharp like, I'm going to become a kitty butt. Here's my couch. No, he's crouching, ready to spring. Firestar glances at Cherry Paw. Her eyes are glazed with terror, but she tried to stand firm as she faced their enemy, even though her legs trembled. <laughs> Firestar tells him that when he raises his tail to head for the fence. Firestar tenses, ready to give the signal. He wishes he could have said goodbye to Sandstorm. This is awful! Before he can move, the mass of rats part. I'm sorry. <laughs> is there about to be a, like, a giant rat that they let in that's strapped to another rat? A single... <laughs> a single rat steps out. <gasps> it's bigger than the others. It is bigger than the Does others. Does the rat know cat language? We've not established that there's a common language. The dogs couldn't really speak the same language. They spoke like a weird, like, uh, uh, caveman version of the cat language. So is this rat about to, like, talk? Because I don't think I can handle Fine. Sharp claw growls. You want to die first, do you? The rat looks to each of the cats. And then began to speak. Okay, no, wait. This, I can't actually handle this. We can't actually do this. Because if the rats can talk, that means all the prey that we've hunted are cognizant beings with the same amount of autonomy that the cats have. And that that makes them... This is this is really weird. This messes up a lot of things. This is really weird. Firestar's astonishment, he could understand what it said. What? Okay, is there a... Is, is there a rat series? The words were so twisted, it was still hard to make them out. So we can just barely. It's like the rat learned to speak cat. But the accent makes it hard. But the rats have their own language, so the rats have a culture that we don't understand, and we have been hunting them yeah, down sure. systematically. No, we usually kept mice. I'm sure mice not aren't as smart. They're not big enough okay, to be smart. Okay, yeah, whatever helps us sleep at night. Are you ready? I'm not ready to hear what this, like, this also feels like, I, this rat went through the, um, like, the trouble to learn your language. I guess we, we might as well just sit down and, like, hear what he has to say. Rats not die. Cats die. So Sharpclaw slides out his claws. He's sure of that, is he? Sharpclaw's just, like, unfazed. Just like, I'll still kill you. I I fully support the first... Well, here's the thing about an ecosystem. Um, for balance, certain things have to, like, be killed and die. Like, same thing with deer and humans. Like, a mound of deers, or else they'll be overpopulated. So, like... Except we don't do it right, but we don't have to get into that. Yeah, yeah. So you're telling me you don't want to die anymore. That's valid. No one likes that. But so what you do want is a rat kingdom with no more cats. That's also going to be an issue. Leave, the rat says. All cats leave. We killed you before. Now we kill you again. Ah, what? You killed us before, Firestar asks. Maybe that was why uh, Sky didn't want to tell them, because it's kind of embarrassing that they all got killed by rats. 
This time we let the black and white cat live. Rat's eyes glittered with hatred, but only this time. You stay by river, you die. The rat raises its tail, and all the other rats separated into two streams again and flowed back into the barn. I'm so the fascinated by your culture. The rat in among them and was lost. Firestar flicks his tail towards the gap in the fence. Go. Do you want to go a little farther with this, or do you want to stop? No, we gotta stop there, because I'm already really overwhelmed. Okay. Okay, we can stop there. We just, we just <laughs> found out about a whole other, like, kingdom of animals that have systematically destroyed an entire clan of cats. It's a little intense, folks. It's a little intense. That is true. Rats. I would have so I would have never guessed speak. rats. Really? No, I We'll we'll dive into that a little more next time. I guess snakes before I guessed rats. That's true. Like I was like, oh man, snakes would probably mess people up. Which I stand by. Well, this has flipped my entire worldview of this entire uh, universe on its head. Just a little. <laughs> a little. Yeah, it's, you know, we're on chapter, we just started chapter uh, 28, and it feels like we still have so much farther to go, even though mm -hmm. we've only got, like, less than 10 chapters left. Okay. <laughs> I guess. I guess what else can happen? What else can happen? Because I'm Emberheart. I'm Tangletongue. And this is some warrior cats. What is that? <laughs>